You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Theater Geeks Anonymous, the podcast about Broadway flops, scandals, and new work. I'm your host, Ebony Vines. And I'm your host, Pamela Shandro. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to the Theater Geeks Anonymous podcast on the Broadway Podcast Network and all your favorite podcast listening apps. Thank you. Welcome. What's up, Geeks? Like really out there. I think I went a little sharp on that one. What is up? What is up? This is very exciting. We're 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 well. You'll have you've had a couple episodes now of yeah. us being back to um our old show, our old yeah. type of show. Mm-hmm. But it's fun to like I because I remember doing the research back then, but like now that we're doing it again, I'm like. Oh, this is kind of fun, like falling down those rabbit holes. Like that's the whole reason we kind of got into this podcast to begin with was to kind of like research and dig deeper on some of the stories and like the whys and whens and hows and who's all that stuff. It's fun. It is, it is really <laughs> fun. And, and for these sort of uh, jukebox ones that we're yeah. calling like this grouping. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I think this one we're familiar with the music the last one you were familiar with the music yeah the one I did I was familiar everybody's familiar with <laughs> yeah. the music as well um but like the next one I'm doing I'm not familiar with the music oh so okay it's really interesting to delve into hearing about an artist that I've known about I've you know have been to uh, establishments that carry the name of this person's works but like yeah it's something else to kind of delve into like who they are and then totally how the work sort of came about I was surprised how little I actually knew of him Th- this one this man that you're talking yeah. about to- yeah yeah only because well let's just I'm gonna rip off the band-aid here <laughs> <laughs> We're doing Lennon, the Broadway musical based on John Lennon. Mm-hmm. And I'll get into like way more detail, but what I was saying just a second ago is absolutely true. Outside of the Beatles, yeah. I really didn't have a huge amount of knowledge on John Lennon. So, And this yeah. musical was meant to be about John and only John. So it's it's very devoid of the Beatles, but we'll get into that. And why don't we just start let's right do now? It. <laughs> All I was going to say is yeah. I did know, 
I'm privy to after Beatles life. Okay. I'm not privy to before Beatles life. With the, uh, we're not going to talk a lot about before Beatles life. Okay. Cause I'm not, I'm not hugely uh, educated on that either, but, okay. um, I love the Beatles. Like I'm a yeah. huge fan of the Beatles. And so mm-hmm. I know all of the Beatles music. Um, but as, as I'm talking about this, it's going to become very clear that their intention with telling this musical was really just to tell the story of John Lennon mm-hmm. and they did not want to include the Beatles at all. So let's That's get into cool. it. Let's do yeah. It. Firstly, the sources that I had among others are Wikipedia there was a website called the guide to musical theater.com, which I had never found before, but that will be, I think a huge resource for us both in the future, uh, playbill.com and broadway.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lennon is a musical with music and lyrics by John Lennon and a book by Don Scardino, who also directed its premiere. The musical is about the life of Lennon and is notable for Scardino's choice to be almost exclusively based on Lennon's own words and to focus on Lennon's solo career with Mm -hmm. no songs from the Lennon-McCartney catalog. Uh, So Don Scardino, uh, this guy was born in New York City to jazz musician parents, Dorothy Denny Scardino and Charles Scardino, and he first performed on Broadway in the 1965 production of The Playroom. Other credits include Johnny No Trump, Godspell and the King of Hearts. And on television, he appeared on the daytime soap operas, Guiding Light, All My Children, Love is a Many Splendored Thing, and Another World. He also Never acted in. Of love I know, me neither. <laughs> me neither. Don't look that up. <laughs> he also acted in several of what appears to be kind of horror flicks of the mm-hmm. 1970s and 1980s. Uh, his directing started with episodes of Another World, One Life to Live, and All My Children. And he went on to direct plays on and off Broadway, including the world premiere of Aaron Sorkin's A Few Good Men. He oh, was wow. nominated. Yeah. He was nominated for countless awards between 1986 and 2010 and took home the Emmy Awards for Outstanding Comedy Series for 30 Rock in both 2008 and 2009. That's fun. Yeah. John Lennon, who was born John Winston Ono Lennon. He actually wasn't born Ono Lennon, but apparently he added that name to his name. I love that. Uh, I do too. I I do remember that and I was like, love it. It's so romantic. <laughs> yeah, well, I do too. For me, no, it's I was good. like the dude taking the his his wife's name yes. instead of the other one. I'm here for that. Well, here's the thing, and this is where I come in. I will either keep my name and you can be okay with it, or you can change your name too so that we both are inconvenienced. Because that's what it boils down to. I would have to get a new a new uh, driver's license. I would have to change my social security card. Yeah. I would have to change everything that has my name on it, all my credit cards, all of my bank information. And like, that's a pain in the butt uh, on the best of days, right? And I guess your marriage would be the best of days, but it's still not worth it to me. So either none of us do it or both of us do. <laughs> that is what I say. Pamela, her hot take. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay. So, uh John Winston Ono Lennon was born on October 9th, 1940. Oh my gosh, my dog is going to just be nuts. It's cuz I ordered McDonald's and I ate the french fries. I'm going to be very transparent here. <laughs> She's so mad. She's Mom, so mad. You I didn't gave her. give me. You did? I did. I gave her one. 
now she thinks there's more and that's what she wants so <laughs> i'm just gonna squirt her every time and i gave her a bath today so she's like beautifully pristine so if i squirt her it's gonna be um, an end to that anyway i'm sorry <laughs> So John Winston Ono Lennon was born October 9th, 1940, and died December 8th, 1980. He was an English singer, songwriter, musician, and peace activist who achieved worldwide fame as the founder, co-songwriter, co-lead vocalist, and rhythm guitarist of the Beatles. Mm -hmm. Lennon was characterized by the rebellious nature and acerbic wit in his music, writing, and drawings on film and in interviews. His songwriting partnership with Paul McCartney remains the most successful in history, but we're not going to talk about that. (laughs) (laughs) He was inducted into the Songwriters Hall of Fame in 1997 and the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame twice as a member of the Beatles in 1988 and also then as a solo artist in 1994. Also, I didn't realize when uh, I had first looked this up, that he had added Yoko Ono's name to his own. So I did want to set that as an aside. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Although we already did. Anyway. (laughs) So the synopsis of the musical, according to the guide to musical theater.com says the show takes audiences on a magical mythical journey behind the greatest rock legacy with words, images, and some of the best pop songs ever written. The cast of Nine replays Lennon's life from his childhood, the Beatles, anti-war activism, his love story with Yoko Ono, to the fateful day at the Dakota in New York. Stageagent.com gives even less uh, by saying Lennon is a bio-musical about the life of John Lennon, focusing on Lennon's solo career and almost exclusively in Lennon's own words. So there's not a lot of information out there. Okay. What I can tell, and I'm thoroughly excited to tell you, is that the opening night cast, which includes... <laughs> let's see. Will Chase. I lost my place. Will Chase... Uh, who was kind of um, moved into a narrator position as the lead John Lennon. You've also got Chuck Cooper, Julie Donnell Salkin, Mandy Gonzalez, Marcy (laughs) Harriel, I know, Chad Kimball, Terrence Mann, Julia Murney, Michael Potts. I I know, Rona Figura, uh, Mark Richard Ford, Nicole Lewis, and Darren Murphy. Ebony, when I tell you that I saw this <laughs> cast list, I was literally like, first of all, I have never heard of Lennon the Broadway musical. I, I so had heard. That. Oh, had you? Yeah, yeah, I had heard. I had. I wasn't living in New Well, no, I wasn't living in New York at the time, so I'm, I'm sure that that's why. But also the fact that all of these people were in it and I still had no idea that it existed was just... I didn't know they were in I, it. I just was... That's nuts. <laughs> The design team, I'm just going to read off um, basically what, oh shoot, I lost my place again. I'm sorry. Okay, here we go. So the design team for Lennon features John Arnone, scenic and projection, Jane Greenwood costumes, Natasha Katz lighting, and Bobby Aitken sound. Harold Wheeler provided orchestrations, and Lon Hoyt is the musical supervisor and arranger. Hmm. Choreographer is Joseph Malone. John Miller serves as music coordinator, and Jeffrey Klitz is music director. Bob Eaton and Brian Hendel are credited as creative consultants. Producers Alan McEwen, Edgar Lansbury, and Clear Channel Entertainment. And, oh, I'm sorry, and also Jeff Sign. Yeah. 
Um, also, they all all of those producers presented Lennon by arrangement with Lennon's widow Yoko Ono. I'm curious how Clear Channel got in there. Really yeah, nice. I I am also as well. Um, it, I don't have any more information on that, but I also didn't I didn't dig into that. Okay. Um, ono also gave permission for the production to use two unpublished Lennon songs. One of them was India India, and the other was I Don't Want to Lose You. The seven million dollar bio musical first opened in San Francisco, California, in April of two thousand and five. After what the Times described as a troubled tryout in San Francisco, a canceled run in Boston, and a radical rewrite, it had 42 previews and 49 performances on Broadway at the Broadhurst Theater from the 14th of August to the 24th of September, 2005. That's a short run. Yeah, very short run. Yeah. This part, I think, is really cool. Um, the role of Lennon is played by performers of both sexes and different ages and skin colors, which that's is like, enough- that's like that movie with uh, Kate Blanchett and uh, oh, his music is in the the show Girl from the North Country right now. Oh, Bob Dylan. Yeah, there's that movie, that Bob Dylan movie oh. where Kate Blanchett plays him, and then uh goodness what's his name who passed away who was the joker and batman he also plays bob Heath Dylan. ledger oh interesting i didn't yeah. know that i don't yeah, think i've ever be like that so it's just like oh. just like that where it's like people of all different ages and sexes and yeah. yeah well scardino the director said that he was inspired by the song i am the walrus where mm-hmm. lennon writes i am he as you are he as you are me and we are all together so this use of the multiple actors was actually um a big part of it. However, it was scaled back quite dramatically after the San Francisco production with the final rewrite, having a single actor narrating Lennon's story. And that was the Will Chase role. Yoko Ono was actively involved in the production, retaining final script approval and requiring the show's Broadway producers to complete the script and present it to her live, albeit in a workshop format. The show's credits include the phrase with special thanks to Yoko Ono Lennon. The limited use of Beatles songs attributed to creative choices and not licensing issues. It led critics to dismiss this work as Ono-centric. Ono was unapologetic by the choice. Um, Her words, if we put yesterday in, it's not really fair to the Beatles because we're leaning on their power. We're talking about John now. Thank you. (laughs) She later said, it's definitely John's story from Liverpool 1940 to New York 1980. I am the B-side, herself referring to Yoko, and that's how it should be. I think he would have loved it. So I do, there's a lot of flack that I think Yoko Ono gets, and I think she got it from the second she entered John's life, right? Right. There was always this kind of idea that because of her, the Beatles broke up, Uh, and because of her, John went with this weird, weird, like, peace, hippie kind of movement thing, right? Where he wouldn't ever have done that before. It was all Yoko's influence. Absolutely. The thing is, if you listen to any of his music, all of it has mm-hmm. that kind of ethereal sensation. Yeah. All of it has that, you know, he, he it's not like he woke up one day and was an activist. Mm-hmm. I think he, like you and I, mm-hmm. have always had it in us and it takes time to cultivate. You have to kind of bake it before it's ready. And that takes time and it takes a fire and it takes, you know, walking through 
through success and failure, right? And and so maybe it was her influence that ultimately decided when that would happen, but I don't think it was her influence at all that he became that. I think that right. was always in him, right? No other like person just, can make us who we are. No, I like, you're right. Like, it's just like, maybe she's the, the person he connected with her because it was always in him. And so right. he's like, oh, this is my person. And she's just like opening the side of my brain that yeah. wasn't fully allowed to kind of breathe. Absolutely. So, you know, like some people do that for us. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Or even just in talking openly with someone that yeah. you feel safe talking to yeah. mm-hmm. can open up those, those impulses in us. Right. Right. But I think Yoko has always had uh, you know, she's gotten the rough end of, of everyone's opinion on. It's just like how, the patriarchy treats women. Yep. Get dumped yep. on. You're the reason. You're the reason. No. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think you're absolutely right. <laughs> <laughs> so this was a quote in Playbill by Paul Schaefer, who was the musician for David Letterman forever. Yeah. Um, in its co- in, uh, Playbill's coverage of the musical's opening night, Paul Schaefer is quoted I just thought it was phenomenal. It reminded me of what an influence John was, how strong an influence he was, was not only in popular music, but in culture and how much we miss him. Mm. He was a remarkable writer. He'd do catchy. So you loved the song right away. And then the second time you would hear more of it, let's face it. The more you listen to the music, the more you hear, I'm still learning things when I hear his songs, but not all critiques were as loving. I'm going to read an article written for Broadway.com on August 15th, 2005, entitled, Did Broadway Critics Give Lennon a Chance? And Mm. just as a minor trigger warning, there is a song in the show titled, Woman is the N-Word of the World. That is going to be referenced again. I will not be using the actual word, but the actual word is what is used in the title. Wow. I know. (laughs) So that's a little disappointing. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, So this article starts, Lennon, the musical tribute to John Lennon, opened at the Broadhurst Theater on August 14th. The musical was written and directed by Don Scardino and features nine performers who all take on the role of Lennon at one point or another during the show. Did critics give Lennon a chance? Here's a sampling of what they had to say. Eric Grode, in his Broadway.com review, John Lennon is not crucified in Lennon. That would be too bold, too dramatic a choice for the musical as rudderless as this one. Instead, he meets a sadder fate. He is simplified, defanged. He is turned into every rebel, a hunky martyr in granny glasses. Don Scardino and Yoko Ono Lennon now know it ain't easy to develop a compelling or even coherent piece of theater out of his music. And Christ, so do we. Only Will Chase, who looks and sounds the part, has only, um, excuse me, this is a, a new thought. Only Will Chase, who looks and sounds the part, has any real success replicating Lennon's galvanizing charisma. Julie Denal Salkin is okay as Yoko, and Marcy Harriel knocks down the theater with a ferocious rendition of Woman is the N-Word of the World. Beyond that, talents like Mann, Chuck Cooper, Julia Murney, making a long-awaited debut, are completely wasted. Lennon is a reductive, repetitive mess. 
a show without a glimmer of the mischievous, gentle wit that made Lennon's counterculture message so appealing to such a wide cross-section of listeners. The collaborator's love for John Lennon's words, music, and aura is palpable throughout Lennon. Love is not all you need. Ben Brantley of the New York Times. Mr. Scardino and Ms. Ono, whose names appear in large type in the credits, where she is accorded special thanks, have said that using five actors to portray Lennon reflects the ideas that the man meant different things to different people. Yet instead of making Lennon seem multifaceted and multiform, this device turns him into a one-size-fits-all alter ego to the world. And because one of the actors, the charismatic Will Chase, looks and sounds so much more like Lennon than the others, your focus is magnetically pulled toward him in ways that upset the show's balance. Mm. While the song's musical hooks may still dig into your memory, the image of the man who wrote them is likely to feel fuzzier after the show than it did before. Clive Barnes of the New York Post writes... It benefits from its nine-person cast, superb from top to bottom, and let's face it, expectations so reduced as to be almost minimal. It suffers from a concept and book by the show's director, Don Scardino, that is so shaky, it can scarcely stagger from one side, one side of the stage to the other. You also constantly feel that the show is positioned between a rock and a hard Ono. This is more, okay, I had to look these words up. There are two words that he writes in his, his review that I had no idea what they meant. So I had to look them up and I'll tell them in just a second. Mm -hmm. This is more hagiography than biography. That definition comes to a biography of saints or venerated persons. Okay. Uh, and then he also writes, it's a grayish whitewash of John Lennon's character who appears heroically boulderized, which... <laughs> <laughs> Let me switch pages here. Means to remove material that is considered improper or offensive, mm -hmm. especially with the result that it becomes weaker or less effective. Mm -hmm. So they both make sense, but I had to look it up because I had no idea what it actually meant. <laughs> <laughs> Howard Cassell of the New York Daily News writes, the musical directed and conceived by Don Scardino not only adds nothing to your appreciation or understanding of John Lennon, if anything, its listless presentation of the events of his life will diminish your sense of who he was. Apparently, there was no budget for a choreographer because the little dancing there is would embarrass the director of a high school musical. The money didn't go for John Arnone's sets, which consist largely of projections, nor could the costumes have been costly, though jo uh, Jane Greenwood has captured the scruffiness of the time well. If the portrait of Lennon had any force, the chintzy way it is presented wouldn't matter. A bare stage would have been fine. At least it wouldn't cost as much to tour. And I see no reason why it shouldn't hit the road immediately. Then you've got Marilyn Stasio of Variety. By it or not, the theory of focusing on Lennon's solo efforts results in a score that sounds unfinished in a sad and rather ghoulish way. In particular... The songs in Act One come across as cut and paste job, lurching from disappointing cover songs, money, twist and shout, to curiosities like Mother, written during primal scream therapy, to published un uh, oh, unpublished work, India, India, that proves to have been no great loss. Good grief. These, yeah. these reviews. They don't, they don't pull them, any punches. They don't. But some of them, I'm just like, this is a cheap shot. I think all of them kind of do. Um, you know, it's like 
I think three in a row all called Will Chase out as, you know, this kind of beacon in a dark stage. But at the same time, even that couldn't pull it together. Even even having an amazing cast couldn't do this. Even the costumes couldn't do that. You know what I mean? So it's it's like that kind of backhanded, um, not even compliment really. I mean, it's it's a it's bald faced. All of these are have been just bald faced in their uh, their contempt for what was put on stage. And almost it it seemed to me, although I didn't write this in my actual um, story today on my episode. It seemed to me almost like a personal affront. Yes. Yes. Like all of them. Yeah. They were sitting in the theater and then they watched it and they were like, how dare they ruin my memory of John Lennon in this way? Like it feels. Yeah. Um, Michael, there's one more. So Michael Kuchwara. Oh, I guess there's two more. Michael Kuchwara of the Associated Press says the ads for Lennon, the benign new musical celebrating the life of pop superstar John Lennon, proclaim his words, his music, his story. What seems to be missing, though, is the man himself. Um, skip to Elisa Gardner of USA Today, suggesting that the Fab Four was some inconsequential pop act that provided Lennon a stepping stone to his true calling is as unfair to him as it is to the other Beatles. They come off here in that chunk of the first act that they're acknowledged at all as a buffoonish boy band. Oh, no, in contrast, is revealed as this visionary worthy of her partner. And as played by the lovely Julie Denau Sulkin, this Yoko is so surreally virtuous, so patient and noble. Like, she's just kind of ripping her apart. The thing is, the Beatles were a buffoonish boy band. If you've watched any of their behind the scenes videos, if you've watched any of the videos that they just made movies out of, they were funny and quirky and silly and goofy boys. Mm-hmm. So the idea that you're almost canonizing the Beatles and mm-hmm. saying that they're above reproach, they are, you know, they are to be heralded. Listen, I love the Beatles too, but come on. Yeah. Like, I don't think anyone 20 years from now, 30 years from now is going to go back and say, oh, 98 degrees. They deserve all the award. It's it's silly. No. You know what I mean? No one says like, that now. No, they don't. Well, that's what I mean, though. And like everyone yeah. loved the Beatles when the Beatles were out and they still love the Beatles music because it's still just as present today as yeah. it was back in the 50s and 60s. But we're also we're not making it out to be anything more than just really amazing music that makes you feel a really amazing way yeah so and the idea that then she just kind of it's there's this scorn for yoko ono that i just i can't get behind yeah yeah especially because listen like yeah they they dealt with that in the 70s and 80s this is this is 2005 now that mm-hmm. they're that these people are still kind of excoriating her. Yeah. <gasps> are you gonna be quiet? <laughs> She's coughing. Yes. Oh, anyway. <clears throat> bless her heart. I know, right? No, I don't I don't think we should bless her heart because she's trying <laughs> to get to my French fries. Sweet pea. <laughs> Sweet pea. I know she can't hear because you have your headphones on. You better relax. Oh, my Lord. Okay. So 
here, I mean, here's Pamela's hot take. If we really want to get into this, I know that we've already kind of delved into my, some of my hot takes. I left this research, not really learning much about John Lennon, other than what I had already known. I do know that because he's so closely tied to the Beatles, it is hard to see him as an individual, which is probably one of the reasons why Don Scardino and Yoko Ono wanted this story told to begin with. Who better to inform the world than the woman closest to John Lennon for the final decade of his life? Yeah, yeah. The difficulty in telling the story of someone you have such close ties to is that even when you don't mean to, even when you try your hardest to be open and completely honest, the truth of those memories will always be clouded with time and emotion. You want people to know the very best. You mm-hmm. want them to feel about him the way you felt about him and right. to continue to feel about him. And unfortunately, in this case, it made for a bland memorial. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately also left the audience members, especially the critics, knowing less about the person at the end than they did at the beginning. I also understand why Don and Yoko might have chosen to exclude Paul, Ringo, and George. But to the collective, those three were as much a part of John's story as Yoko is. So in the end, it didn't succeed. But there is a potential there. I mean, certainly he's an interesting person to know about. I do want it to be more about all of them. Yeah. Like I would love, like if there were a jukebox musical with the Beatles music, I'd be all about it. There is one. There is? Isn't there one? I thought there was one. I'm going to look it up you keep talking. Oh, yeah. Look it up. Because there is a show, a Cirque show in Vegas that I went to go see called Love. It's all of the Beatles music. And I went, I saw it twice while we were there with Wicked because it's so good. It was so well done. And like the music, I just love the music. You, I don't think you can listen to the Beatles music and not find something that you love about their music. Maybe. I mean, maybe you can. I couldn't. <laughs> well, so there's a couple. So there's Let It Be, which is a West Oh, End that's dog. right. I remember now. I see that cover in my head. Okay, yes. And then also, apparently, there's one called All You Need Is Love. Okay. Interesting. So I've never heard of that one. Mm-hmm. Well, let It Be, do you have information right there at your fingertips? Uh, let It Be yeah. is a West End and Broadway concert review based on the career of English rock band The Beatles from 1962 to their breakup in 1970. Okay, so it was just a concert version? Well, it says here, the production debuted at the Prince of Wales Theater on the 24th of September in 2012. Its run at the venue ended January uh, 19th, 2013, after which it moved to the Savoy Theater and opened on the 1st of February in 2013. The Broadway production started previews on July 13th, with its official opening taking place on the 24th of July in 2013, running for a limited engagement at the St. James Theater until the 1st of September in 2013. I wonder what came into that theater that made it be a limited run. Like, I wonder if that was... The case, or if maybe they just didn't think it was going to yeah, be a long-lasting. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, it's from what it, what I read a little mm-hmm. bit about the synopsis, there was like a story there. It reminds me a bit, actually, of 
how they did the Donna Summer musical and um, how they did the MJ or are doing the MJ musical mm-hmm. because the show begins with the four actors portraying an early version of the Beatles appearance at right. the Cavern Club in 1962. And when the scene closes, the Beatles journey to America beginning their tour at the Ed Sullivan show. So it's okay. like that whole around a concert and then mm-hmm. telling stories. Yeah. You know, that like way. one pinnacle moments in their life and career, mm-hmm. but not the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Um, I do, I do now remember Let It Be only because I remember walking by the theater sign so often. Mm-hmm. It was like that bright golden orangey color with the silhouette of them crossing the streets. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, that very famous uh, record yeah. uh, cover. Yeah. Um, but I also wonder, because so I feel like sometimes with West End shows, when they do come over to Broadway, it is something where they make it like a limited run because they're just not sure how it's going to be received over here. Yeah, but like, well, also the poster's different. So over there, the British flag. Oh. Let it be is in the middle. <laughs> okay. Um, And then I think the boys are underneath it doing the walk across like mm-hmm. you're talking about. Yeah. So, I mean, it makes sense, right? Because yeah. if you're in England, of course, you want to use the flag. Yeah. Um, But, uh. Oh, goodness. Ask that question again. I had an answer. (laughs) Um, With when a West End show moves over to Broadway. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're right. Because what I often hear is that musical theater is so American Mm -hmm. um, that usually British shows don't do very well over here because honestly, they're not usually as well written. Sure. Well, and it's just a different kind of sensibility. I think senses of humor is vastly different (laughs) from America to the UK. But our our shows tend to thrive there for a longer period of time, although there's usually tweaks because, Mm -hmm. like you said, some of the humor doesn't necessarily translate. If we use certain um, like pop culture references, mm-hmm. they might need to be different over there. Yeah. You know, terminologies also. Yeah. yeah. But Something. British plays over here do really well. Yes. Very true. <laughs> farces. Well, farce is a farce. Like you can't, they, they're kind of the, the kings and queens of farce <laughs> comedy plays. So yeah, it's good stuff. Yeah. I, I wish, um, I wish there was more. I would love, I would have loved to, I'll see if there's like a, a bootleg on YouTube or That's, something. Yeah. I I would love a John Lennon musical. That was really good. I love the concept of it being several different people. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. Yeah. I, it's I a would device. You it. don't, you don't see it very often, but it is such a cool idea. It's such a cool concept. I agree. I agree. Because it because with music that's so, you know, like you said, sort of canonized, like John Lennon's music, mm-hmm. we all see ourselves in in the stories that they're yeah. telling. So to be able to, you know, say that we're it, like we all see ourselves. So it could be anybody, even yeah. though we know these people are iconic. <laughs> yeah. Sort of oh. still like I, I really like that trope. That's really well. And also. If you really consider yourself as a human being, 
there are so many different aspects of you. I've got my feminine aspect. I've got my masculine aspect, but even more than that, you've got like an ethereal aspect. You've got your animalistic. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. like if someone tried to tell my story, telling it with different voices and different faces put to it, it would be much more accurate than just finding someone that looked like me. Yeah. So I like that. I like that idea a lot. Yeah, me too. (laughs) Thank you for sharing that story. You're very welcome. Thank you for having me. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for listening. Yes. Well, uh, welcome back, I guess. I don't know why I say these things. We get to the end and I'm like, okay, love you. Bye. I don't know. <laughs> any, any. We, every, you know what? I feel like our awkward little sign-offs are right in line with our title, Theater Geeks Anonymous, because geeks okay. are awkward. Okay, good. I'm, I'm very, I'm, I'm, that's one of my sides. <laughs> one of the sides of Pamela. Awkward. I'm just awkward. <laughs> I love, have you seen that mug? That's that says I came, I saw, I made it awkward. <laughs> no, but that's funny. Isn't it? <laughs> it's kind of perfect too. <laughs> the thing is, I mean, and I do, I see myself doing it. I've got this like this position right above me watching me make things awkward and not being able to stop myself and like I know that it's coming out of my mouth before it comes out of my mouth and yet I still let it happen I'm like one of those people too that they just make fun of because I'll say stupid stuff like uh god I can't even think of anything right now like oh if someone if a server comes to check on how your meal was and your plate is empty I'm the one that goes oh it was terrible take it away <laughs> like stupid stuff like that I've turned into my dad <laughs> that's why that Geico commercial is so resonant <laughs> yes oh, love those commercials yes you've turned into your parents yeah. and it's true the thing is they were the most influential in our formative years so yeah. of course we're going to turn into them And I, I think for me, at least, and certainly you, we had really great role models, parents, I, I, mine are still here, which is great. Years have passed on, but they still had a huge influence Mm -hmm. on you, you know, and those are just the weird, awkward things that they said. Listen, awkward has been a thing forever. (laughs) (laughs) The only thing I don't want to take from them, I feel that like, is the speakerphone talking (laughs) in a store yeah or like when there are other people around that's the thing that's like my mom did that and I would be like mom am I on speakerphone I'm about to tell you something like personal she's like Ebony but I can't hear mom not speakerphone (laughs) and now like my auntie does it and I'm like I have to leave the room because everybody's business is on Mm -hmm. speakerphone You and I, though, are in a generation that prefers text messaging over talking on the phone. So ours is like they call and we'll like immediately cancel the call and then text them. Hey, what's up? (laughs) That's our quirk. (laughs) That's our generational quirk. (laughs) Oh, it totally is. I get so frustrated when people call me with no. I'm like, call me. No, we needed to plan this. Yes. I needed to have this on my schedule. Yes. You can't I just need to call me out of aside. nowhere. Right. Exactly. You need to set aside some time, get prepared for the phone call to take That's place. Right. <laughs> the only one that can get away with calling me and having me answer and actually have a conversation is my best friend, Juliet. She's the only one. And even then sometimes I'm, I'll answer and go, Hey, I can't talk right now. 
Ugh, yeah, phones. I let I let my brother and sister do that. And oh yeah, that, I mean my family like too, my parents. But, yeah, but like I don't think I have any like it. It just bothers me when any <laughs> of my friends do it. I love them to all to pieces, yep. but I'm like no. Yeah. Now he there is kind of an unwritten uh, understanding amongst I think everybody in that. If you call me the first time, I'm not going to answer. If you call me immediately next, I'm going to say, oh, that's an emergency. I'm going to answer. Yeah. I think that's unwritten. Interesting stuff. Mm -hmm. Mm Oh, etiquette. It's changed a lot. Because it used to be like my mom had the great idea. I mean, she didn't have a cell phone for the longest time. Mm -hmm. And her reasoning behind it was like, she doesn't want to be accessible all the time. Yeah. And so if we finally convinced her to have a cell phone, because it's safer, it's safer to have a cell phone, regardless of your age, if you're in a car accident, or if you've run out of gas, or like whatever the circumstance, it's important that you have access to someone, and a cell phone will give you the easiest access, access, right? And we finally convinced her, let's get you a cell phone, but mom, you don't have to answer it. Yeah. And that really is the boundary that you can set with people. So it used to be that if I was out of the house, you couldn't get into contact with me because I'm not near the phone. Right. But now fine, you can get a hold of me, but it doesn't mean that I have to answer you. (laughs) It doesn't mean that you still have access because right now I can't talk to you. I'm at work or I am grocery shopping or my hands are full or I just don't don't want to talk to. Right. I just don't want to talk to you right now. Sorry. (laughs) <laughs> and there's nothing wrong with that <laughs> and there you go that's it okay well on that note friends phone <laughs> etiquette yeah Lennon yeah Beatles. oh and don't forget <laughs> you do have access to us through our website at tgabua.com <laughs> no. oh wait no it's theater <laughs> it's a new <laughs> website I don't know it yet you tell the website I'll tell the google or the it email was- theater so our website (laughs) is theatergeeksanonymous.com and as always theater spelled with a t-r-e the right way (laughs) i love that you added that and then you can also email us at tgabway.com you can check us out on twitter at tgabway and on facebook at tgabway there you go that's right well the actually it was at it was tgabway at gmail.com yeah didn't i say that what did i say tgabway.com i'm telling you guys well first of all it's getting late (laughs) and it's all right at least least that one's pre-recorded yeah that's true that's true you have the information i just was i thought i'd tie it into the message that we just ended with but the website's not pre-recorded Oh, there you so go. it's good to say that. Perfect. Check out our website and our brand new logo. It's adorable. It is. And <laughs> if you can buy merch, because yes. I fixed it. Someone tried to buy it. I didn't have it fixed. Uh, I yeah. thought I had it finished. I saw that we got that message and then I went on and tried to buy something to see if it was working and then uh-huh. it wasn't. So Again? we got it fixed though. Well, no, th- that was the same day that we got that message. So if you okay. fixed it, then it's yeah. fixed. I haven't checked it, but I'm sure it's fixed. Okay. I trust you implicitly. Thank you, <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> All, right, All right. Bye, everybody. Bye. <laughs> Thank you for listening to our podcast, Theater Geeks Anonymous. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at TGA 
and on Facebook at Theater Geeks Anonymous. And if you want to tell us how much you love us, or you have a great story about one of the shows we've talked about, drop us a note at TGABWAY at gmail.com. You can also support us by going to patreon.com forward slash T-G-A-B-W-A-Y. Until next time, geeks. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.